And hello and welcome everyone to the Comic Multiverse, where the worlds of nerd meet. Matt, it's a very special weekend. San Diego Comic-Con is ongoing and uh, we're here to talk about it. We are, we are. There's lots and lots of news. And as we were saying just before, there's lots of comic book news because obviously we're yes. not going to get any movie news because of the strikes and everything. So Comic-Con is back to being about comics. Yeah, what a weird and winding road it took to finally get there. And also, too, you know, I think this this is kind of how the wind was blowing for a bit with San Diego Comic-Con, yeah. you know, talking less and less about, like, movies and TV shows and streamers because DC and Disney and Marvel and Star Wars and everything, they, they just have all their own press conferences now. They have their own special shows. They don't need yeah. to go to San Diego anymore. No, no, not at all. Yeah, San Diego went from the biggest game in town to just being a game. But hey, at least, you know, everything comes full circle and they're talking about comics again. Yeah, yeah. Lots of good comic book news. Lots of lots of really fun stuff happening. Indeed. We'll cover that and then we'll be sure to actually go and see if they dropped anything else. Because that's the thing about having a Saturday show now. There's still stuff that could happen. Yeah, yeah. I think there's still stuff like little things dropping every now and then uh, while we're doing this show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how was your week, Matt? Pretty good, pretty good. It is a little bit busy. I'm only getting now, now finding the time to actually record all my reviews. I, mm. I kind of banked up over the week, but um, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Been uh, playing my way through Final Fantasy. Nice. And just got to the big desert zone and fought like a new big boss. And it, it, it it's funny because people kept saying it was like Game of Thrones, like the, the, the mm. story's like Game of Thrones. And it is, but it never dawned on me as much how like how much it is until this one boss because there's a boss <laughs> where you he gets his arms cut off and uh -huh. he then replaces them with like jamie lannister like <laughs> gold like like fake hands nice. and they look exactly the same they look exactly yeah. the same yeah let's uh let's know how long that game was in development for mm -hmm. as it kind of has to be uh, I've been catching up on, you know, some TV, been trying to watch some stuff. I got, uh, that new Superman show there, watched mm -hmm. and reviewed, loving that one. I think this is the best episode of the season so far. That was good, wasn't it? Yeah, it's a whole episode about how people don't believe that Superman is as good as he can be, but he actually is. Yeah, yeah. Also, new douchebag Elon Musk take on, a uh, Dr. Ivo. <laughs> Dr. Ivo and Parasite. And Parasite, kind of a twofer, which I wasn't uh, expecting. I can only assume that Alex, his little toady there, is uh, Alex Alston, one of the twin Parasites. And next time we see it, he's going to be wearing it. I don't think he's. I think it's Alexander Luther. Yeah, a lot of people were saying that, but I think that's a little too on the nose. I think they're waiting. Orange hair. He was wearing True. purple. Which is also a parasite color. It, there's a it lot is, of it is. Yes, yes. There's there's a lot of Superman characters who and, choose purple as their color. And I could see him taking the parasite tech and then doing like what he did in Secret Origin and using it to uh, using it on Rudy Jones to make mm, him yes. the, the original parasite. Yes, the more well known of the parasites for sure. Yeah, uh, we learn about uh, Lois and her dad, of course, frosty relationship. When isn't it? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah they don't mention that he's general lane but i'm sure he actually is yeah yeah he might just be military man lane because this yeah. is still so far in the past he might not have made general yeah. yet yeah yeah i wonder if they'll they'll make him responsible for creating metallo mm, very maybe now it's funny because because i was looking at the credits they cast a lot of people for the show i don't think they've actually cast sam lane yet so i wonder if he is just gonna be uh what is it a a thing on the phone that lois doesn't answer yeah, I could see that. They've cast Brainiac. They've cast a bunch of big characters, but they haven't cast him yet. Mm -hmm. 
from what I see, unless uh, his voice actor is a big surprise. Yeah, may- yeah, maybe. Could be. I don't know. Ooh, also, I watched uh, the big Venture Brothers finale movie, too. That final- oh, that came nice. out over the weekend. Oh, that's yeah, well, cool. Yeah, well, everyone else was deciding if they were going to watch Barbie or Oppenheimer. I had the third choice. <laughs> well, I, I actually watched uh, that new Invincible special that debuted last night. Oh, yes, I got to watch that, too. Yeah, I guess uh, we'll, we'll talk about that. That's a piece of news from our thing there. But November, we're finally getting Invincible Season 2. And to tide us over, they gave us a whole Adam Eve special, which is like an origin story, I assume. Yes, and it's an hour long. Ooh, nice. Yeah, it was, it was really good. I also caught up on... Um, because I was like a season and a half behind, I caught up on uh, Harley Quinn. Ah, yeah. Because we got the new season starting next week. We do. I can't believe that, that I'm going to have two animated shows to cover at the I same know. time. And, and oh man, season four, they look like they're really messing up the status quo here because Ivy is now in the Legion of Doom. She's a full-blown villain, yep. where Harley is making a go at being a hero, and she's hanging out with the Bat family. Yeah, it looks like a lot of fun. It really does. And oh man, some of the character cameos they already have there, they have Snowflame. <laughs> I was I was wondering, like, because I, I rewatched the entirety of the, the show before uh, this new season came out. And I was like wondering, I was like, why haven't they done Snowflame yet? That seems like a really obvious choice for this show. Here we go. <laughs> We're doing Snowflame, a character who is in one issue of one forgotten new Guardians team who became a goddamn meme, got, like, I think a pretty long-running fan comic, and now he's on TV again. Yeah, and I, again, I always uh, pictured, like, like Snowflame as such, like, a James Gunn-type character. Very. And so, like, about time he, 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 he got his debut in animation. I am powered by the white-hot god that is cocaine! <laughs> <laughs> uh very very funny stuff uh we want to hop into the news then we want to hop into what's happening because a lot of stuff did happen we do yeah we've got a lot of news we really do i i put some in there and then you put some more in there yeah yeah that was a lot so uh, i guess uh the first big piece of news uh this one broke yesterday and had everyone uh you know uh, 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 what's a good word to describe this all uh, their jimmy's quite rustled by this <laughs> Or should I say they're Joes rustled by this because they announced the brand new Punisher series. I'm pretty sure it's a mini, not an ongoing. Yeah, well, I think it's it's obviously spinning out of the end of the last Punisher book with Frank, uh, you know, is the hand and everything. And uh, yeah, we're getting a brand new Punisher who isn't Frank. Yes, his name is Joe Garrison. He's a retired S.H.I.E.L.D. agent who's coming out of retirement for one last job, <laughs> and that is to be the Punisher. And also, the name made me laugh because I'm like, ha Garrison, that's kind of like a castle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's another building, you know, white dude name, building last name. <laughs> Again, I can't wait for Paul Fortress. <laughs> or Tim Wall. Yeah, John Trade Center. <laughs> john trade center oh man can't stop him he's too powerful yeah him and his twin (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh no (laughs) so yeah they're selling this one by saying you know we want joe garrison to be to frank castle what danny ketch is to johnny blaze and ghost rider and i'm like okay that's you know that's a fair enough you know goal to you know put out there but it's not even like this is the first time we've had a different punisher Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm Remember, remember Rachel, remember the lady Punisher from that short lived, I want to say, Greg Ruckus series? Yeah, that was a while ago. 
I think she got to be a Thunderbolt again for a minute. Then you have like uh, the anime manga Punisher, who was also a woman. Yep. And then, of course, you got Gallows from the future. And in fact, mm-hmm. uh, David Popose is writing this, and he was also writing that Savage Avengers book, and everyone just assumed that he was going to make it Gallows, but he made it a whole new guy. I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Gallows does appear in maybe in it, yeah. Well, I mean, Gallows is from the future. Maybe Joe Garrison is, uh, what is it, Gallows' uh, ancestor. Ancestor, yeah, yeah. And this is this is how it's all connected, man. Yeah. Now, do, do you think they're, they're going to do, like, the whole thing where, like, you'll get this guy for a little bit and then, like, he'll fucking, I don't know, kill a superhero or turn on the superheroes and that, that'll mm-hmm. be, like, how Frank comes back. He's like, oh, i got to stop the Punisher. Right, the thing that gets uh, the Frank out of retirement and out of Weird World, very possibly. Yeah. Oh, man, the chat has so many more good ones. Bill Apartment, Chuck Fort. See, these are all excellent names. Johnny Tower. Johnny Tower. Oh, got to watch out for that Johnny Tower, man. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And his French cousin, Johnny Eiffel Tower. (laughs) See, look, see, we should all work for the comic companies because these are all great white dude names <laughs> followed by buildings. <laughs> oh, and the most deadly of them all, Bill Ding, last name. Oh, he's going to get you. He's going to get you with, <laughs> with, with with violations, with building violations. <laughs> Jack Tower. Again, see that? These all sound like real They sound like guys. Re- real names, yeah. <laughs> They sound like real fucking guys. Scott Duplex. <laughs> this is just going to be the showdown. We're just going to be want- reading tough action guy names followed <laughs> by buildings. Uh, Stan Pagoda. <laughs> ah, see, look, it can be a totally different building type. Doesn't have to all be the same thing. <laughs> I mean, this this should be fine. Again, I like Popose's work. We're fans of him on the show. I, I think, you know, they'll play with this one just enough. And it's also kind of a smart idea, too, to prolong the good cathartic ending of the Aaron years without just mm-hmm. putting Frank back in the saddle right away. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it was a, it was a bit too soon for that. Though in saying that Marvel has, has proven that they, they don't care about it being too soon to bring yeah. back characters. <laughs> It's true, and you know what? If the, the fact that it's basically all but been soft confirmed that the Punisher is going to be in that new Daredevil show, I wouldn't be shocked if he comes back around that time. Yeah, yeah, sometime next year. Also, this way too, they they don't quite sidestep the problem that they had with the Punisher before, and that is that boy, you know, real life right wingers and homegrown terrorists and everything sure do love co opting the image of Frank and the Punisher. I don't think this sidesteps the problem, but maybe they can actually get a little meaner with Joe Garrison than they could Frank. Yeah, I, absolutely. I I do still think that they should do like what we 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 pitched on the show not too long ago, where where he he moves to San Francisco ah, and starts yes. like defending the LGBTQ community. Community. <laughs> yeah, I get. We had a name for it. It was punish. It was a Frank Castle Pride and Punishment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he he loses his memory because he's trying to track down a serial killer who is targeting the gay community. He gets hit in the head. And forgets who he is for a little bit. And so he gets a job as a bouncer at like a leather club and everything because he fits right in there. And then after defending them from a bunch of skinheads, he slowly starts to remember, ah, yes, I I was in the military. Yes. Oh, no, I lost my family. And then by the end, he's just like, you know what? I think I want to stay here, actually. Yeah, yeah. 
this this community has accepted me in a way I have never been accepted before. Because yeah, I think turning Frank Castle into the defender of the gay community would be it would piss off all the right people, and mm -hmm. it might actually get people reading the Punisher who don't normally read it. Absolutely. Because it's like, no, the Punisher isn't some scary alt-right fantasy. You know, he's the older brother father figure you always wanted. Yeah, yeah. He, and he just, you know, just so happens to like, like killing people with hammers and, and various shit, yeah. other hardware tools and guns. And yeah. Yeah, see, it all works out. <laughs> you, you just got to point him in the right direction is what you got to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, another new series we got coming down the pipeline, and holy shit, are these two guys busy. I can only assume they keep taking this job because it's a writing duo. Mm -hmm. I'm, of course, talking about Lanzig and Kelly, who last week we talked about how they're going to be writing a brand new Thunderbolts book. Well, they're not done yet because at DC they're also going to be writing a new Outsiders series. Yes, the 12-issue uh, series of The Outsiders, which looks to just completely redo the team. Once again, which is yeah. bound to happen. They do that every so often. They reinvent the team from the bottom up. The two most prominent members on this team is Kate Kane, the Batwoman, and also Luke Fox Batwing. Someone remembered he existed. Yeah, he's, he's been brought out of mothballs because I think everyone's just kind of forgotten about Jace Fox. Uh, sad but true. Yeah. Again, but yeah, I, I think this is a solid pitch. It looks like they're actually going to be dealing with like some bigger, more universal threats. And it's also like, yeah, it makes sense because the Outsiders was always a Batman affiliate team. So to put a couple Bat family members who haven't had books in a bit on here. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Checks out. And the design work is great. We see, uh, what is it, Luke Fox, like dressed down in civilian clothes and he looks awesome. He looks really cool. He looks really goddamn cool, and I'm like, ooh, this uh, this looks like a good fit, because again, Lanzig and Kelly, they've been on a bit of a roll recently, from Captain America, to Guardians, to Thunderbolts, to this. Yeah. Now, I'm wondering if, the, I can't remember if they ever squared the circle of the fact that the Fox family technically have the Wayne family fortune now. Oh, yeah, that's right. Wow, that's a holdover from Joker War that yeah, they never bothered to actually ago. do anything with. Yeah, because Batman doesn't have his, his money back. Bruce doesn't no. have his money back. So I assume it's still with Lucius? I guess, yeah. Maybe this will be the story to do it. Yeah, they the Fox family technically still has Batman's money, and Alfred is still technically dead. Yep. <laughs> It's a hell of a thing, isn't it? So it's one of those things you forget every so often. Oh, and he hasn't been living at the mansion in a long time, too. He hasn't, but like every now and then they just like go back to it. It's because Wade and Zadarsky don't give a fuck, and they're like, we just yeah. want him to be in the mansion. And they're like, well, we're not going to tell you guys no. Yeah, yeah. It, since they go back so much, they should be seeing like Gotham Girl, because I'm pretty sure she was using the abandoned mansion as like a hideout <laughs> at, at, during like that 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 backup she had. She lives in the frickin' walls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's something in the walls, man. I can hear it. Oh, no, it's just a forgotten sidekick from years past. Don't don't yeah, pay they, her any attention. They, they tried to make happen, but no one gave a shit. <laughs> she's, a, she's like a raptor. Don't move too quickly. She sees via movement. <laughs> just, just ignore her, and we hope she'll go away. <laughs> uh, now, we got some X-Men news coming down the pipeline. We are in the middle of of uh what i guess we can officially call the fall of x it's coming it's here uh the hellfire gala is this week as we record this yes yes it is god damn it i'm so far behind us i know i did immortal x-men and i'm glad i did and god willing uh this weekend i'm going to try and catch up on the other two main x-men books because they're going to be shaking that fucking team up again mm -hmm. like they love to do mm -hmm. and hey they didn't have a vote this year you notice that 
No, they didn't. That's right. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god, I completely forgot about that. They didn't have a vote this year, which makes me think some shit's gonna go down at the party. Yeah, we didn't have Twitter abusing the the voting rights to get some random no name character put onto the team. I mean, a fan favorite. They all had names, but to get their own personal pet projects in there. Yeah, some some of the big things we got coming to X-Men is, of course, we have uh, the X-Men of Lotveria, which is a storyline they're going to be doing in the mainline X-Men book. This actually uh, goes back to like a hanging plot thread that they didn't actually uh, uh, tie up. Uh, like way back during that X-Men Fantastic Four thing where we saw that a bunch of Lotvarian mutants were actively trying to escape Doctor Doom in the country. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And we're like, oh, man, this Dr. Doom thing is going to be a big problem. So, yeah, he officially has his own X-Men team now. Oof. <laughs> that's not good. No, that's not good at all. And also, this is the fall of X, so now you're going to war with other mutants in another nation. <laughs> yeah. Yep, so that's going to be wild. We also got a new Nightcrawler origin story. This is part of a Nightcrawler blue thing they're doing, which is also, I think, tied into him being Spider-Man, because he's going to mm-hmm. be Spider-Man for a little bit. I fucking forgot about that. <laughs> I think everyone did where it's like, oh, yeah, Nightcrawler left because <laughs> he got framed for murder by Orchis. And yep. now he's just going to start flying around as Spider-Man for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like you do whenever you're yeah. in a moral crisis, you just become Spider-Man for a bit. Yeah. That 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 moniker has become so like like nothing that people just like, I'm just going to be a new <laughs> Spider-Man. There's like no one gives a shit anymore. So, yeah, you know, Peter's having a real hard time with this right now. Yeah, I'm just going to co-opt his name and do some other shit that will probably get Peter blamed for. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, the the ceiling is so low on Spider-Man right now with Peter fucking it all up. I'll just, you know, slide right on in there. <laughs> Make myself the new one. Yeah, word is this is going to be like a new redo of his origin, which again, you know, Nightcrawler is one of those X-Men who his origin is a little all over the place and a little up in the air. Yep. I also imagine if they're retconning it and redoing it now, it's probably because it's going to be important to something in Krakoa later. Mm-hmm. Also, it looks like he's going to be teaming up with Mystique, which is also fun. That's cool. Is she still technically his mother? Yes, unless this new retcon decides to change it. Yeah, because I'm I'm fairly certain they, they called each other mother and son in some recent Krakoa era issue. But yeah, I don't think it's yes. something that's never really been like explained properly. Yes, whenever they're in the council, you know, they they do it like mockingly. Yes, mother. Yes, yeah. son. Yeah, yeah. M- mother who was never in my life and son I abandoned. <laughs> Boy, that's an awkward working situation. <laughs> and Xavier's like, look, if Juggernaut and my son Legion have to be on the island, you all have to deal with your shitty familial relations, too. That's the rule. <laughs> Y'all, y'all got to deal with it. <laughs> uh, also, hey, speaking of more X-Men news here, and this is more on the art side of thing, not the writing side of things, but Greg Capullo is going to be drawing several new Marvel projects, including covers for Wolverine, and uh, apparently him and Rob Liefeld are working on some Major X bullshit that I could care less about. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw that Major X thing and was like, wow, you're still trying to make this character a thing. Also, really, you got Greg Capullo, one of the biggest stars of the New 52 era, one of the most beloved artists who people can name, and you're putting him on a Rob Liefeld project, seriously? <laughs> yeah, jeez. Could you not put him on anything else? Why Why can't he just draw Wolverine? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, Wolverine, or, like, just draw an X-Men book. Yeah, I feel like that would be a license to print money, y'all. Yeah, yeah. Apparently not. <laughs> 
But yeah, more more power to uh, Capullo for coming. Love his stuff. I also got to get back on reading Wolverine and X-Force too because I know they're finally doing stuff with uh, the fall of Beast and everything now and that house of cards Ooh. is finally tumbling. Oh, yes. And I was... Yeah, and I was really invested in that for a while, and I feel like I'd like to go back to it. Yeah, oh my god, that was such a good like build-up on that. It really is, and also, hey, you gotta give Ben Percy all the respect in the world, because he is the only writer from the original Hickman era who yeah. stuck around. And yeah. not just on one book, on two books. On two, yeah. Like, that's wild. Like, clearly he must have been doing something right, where they're like, nah, just keep keep going with it. Yeah, so, yeah especially being Wolverine as a yes. popular character. Yeah, and every time they changed it around, every time they rebooted the line, I'm like, really? And X-Force and Wolverine just stay the same, huh? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, that's a level of continuity and trust that you just don't see in stuff like this. Yeah. Of course, then again, it's also Wolverine, so I'm sure like half the work is done for you because, you know, Wolverine just prints money by his very existence. <laughs> and being so prominent on X-Force there, he prints money there as well. <laughs> Now, uh, moving on there, we got some more stuff here. Uh, oh, so here's some crazy crossover news that I never thought we would talk about. Justice League versus Godzilla versus King Kong is a yeah. series, and it's going to be starting sooner than you think in October. Yeah, it's about time they did something like this. It's wild that the Justice League have had so many crazy crossovers over the last little bit. It's great. It, again, it's it's WB and realizing that, oh, we own DC, but we that we also own like the rights to like godzilla and king kong and all that sort of stuff so why not cross them over yeah if these toys are in our chest then we should definitely definitely play with them yeah i haven't read the last several i know they had batman and the turtles and then power rangers justice league and mm -hmm. then like power rangers godzilla yep so it's been a crazy time for crossovers yeah and then this one as well is interesting because it's crossing over with the monsterverse version which is the, mm. the one that that wb owned which is the uh the the movies the the, the movie right. godzilla and the movie uh king kong that recently came out oh interesting so you know monarch and all that other yep. shit yep oh interesting all right well that's kind of cool yeah that they're growing that universe that they believe in it yeah i wonder it'd be great if they if they, if they turn this into like oh this was canon <laughs> all it, along for, for like the next the next whatever the next kong godzilla film is oh yeah this was canon this just happened between movies yeah they totally fought the justice league what are you talking about yeah they fought david corrin sweat <laughs> superman and and all these characters <laughs> everybody knows that everybody knows <laughs> Maybe, maybe this is a weird proof of concept, too, where they're like, hey, if this works and this sells, maybe we won't make it into a live-action movie, but maybe we'll make it into an animated movie because we now know that all of those uh, animated projects in the hmm. new James Gunniverse are all going to share the same actors. Yes. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I could see it. I could totally see it. Yeah. Speaking of which, hey, that new Justice League War World movie came out this week, too. I haven't had a chance to watch that yet, but I know people were talking about it. Oh, I didn't realize it was out. I'll have to give it a watch because I got that to watch and I got the new Resident Evil animated movie I'm going to watch as well. Yeah, I, yeah, I think it kind of got buried under a bunch of other stuff because it came out uh, San Diego Comic-Con weekend. Yeah. Well, they always do that weird thing where I think it like leaks like like two weeks before it's actually meant to come out and then like the digital comes out and then the physical comes out as weird yes. staggered releases. Yes, I think it comes out on iTunes two weeks before everywhere yeah. else. Yeah, it's, it's weird. It's very weird. Well, clearly they signed a deal with them yeah. and made it happen, which, hey, if rumors are true, maybe dealings between DC and Apple are going to become more of a thing. Mm -hmm. 
again, that's that's the hot rumor there that uh, Zaslav might be trying to sell DC to Apple. Yeah, yeah. I uh, hope not. <laughs> yeah, I hope not too, but also I don't know what to believe. And also this is Zaslav, who I wouldn't put anything past. And he's probably had maybe one of the worst, like, has it even been a full year since he took power? We coming close to it, yeah. Right, it's coming close to a full year now, and it's like, wow, you managed to oversee the company during one of the most disastrous years in its history. <laughs> and like, look, a lot of that was going to fail anyway, but a lot of that is also to be chopped up to your shitty leadership. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that no one seems to like you. <laughs> but let's just say, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he's like, oh man, I didn't have this much trouble making the honey boo-boo. You know, I just want to fucking go back to that, man. <laughs> He starts having his own succession scene there. Where it's like, yo, man, yo, we got to do. We got to keep it light here at Warner Brothers as we got to do. We got to trim the fat on this, man. You know, keep us mobile. Keep uh, keep the lawyers, keep the honey trap whores. And, you know, just go on there shitting on startups is what Zaslav's got to do. <laughs> That's what I imagine he is. I imagine he's just Roman Roy. Yeah, yeah. Just, just older Roman Roy. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if he's also sexually assaulting people by sending pictures of his dick to them. I mean, he's a major studio head, yeah. so I think we yeah. all know the answer to that question. Hand in hand, yeah, yeah. Yeah, really. I mean, you, you don't get one without the other. When he was buying the company, they're like, okay, you know, here's your bank statements, you know, here's your resume. Oh, here's some dick pics, too, there. Yep, all right, everything seems to be in order now. Yes, you can do that. <laughs> but you know who doesn't send dick pics? Tom Taylor and the Titans, that too. Well, okay, maybe Beast Boy does. Yeah, he seems like he'd be the type to, yeah. He'd be never unsolicited, you know, but, you know, he can he can be any animal on Earth. So, I mean, it's more of a party trick than anything. <laughs> and, and it's more of a like, hey, fuck, check this shit out. <laughs> yeah, it's check like... this out. It's, oh, duck again. <laughs> <laughs> Why is it a terrifying corkscrew? <laughs> I know, right? It's fucked up the things I become. <laughs> Which, hey, fucked up is the things I become actually uh, describes this next story pretty well because it's announced that the next big major DC comic event will be spinning out of the pages of Tom Taylor's Titans. It's called Beast World, and it's going to be a good old-fashioned alien invasion story, but with a twist. Yeah, the twist being that Garfield becomes a Starro. Yes, the Necro Star. Yeah, somehow, yeah. <laughs> Somehow, so I'm sure they will build up to it, but yes, we're doing another classic Starro pitch because, hey, Starro was the first villain the Justice League fought. The Titans are basically taking the role of the Justice League, so having them have their own Starro arc makes a lot of sense. It's great, yeah, and I think this is also spinning out of the plot they've been running with uh, Beast Boy, which is uh, obviously in Dark Crisis, he got shot, so it's like mm -hmm. kind of messed him up pretty badly with ptsd and it also like disrupted his uh control of the red and the green and that that was something that that uh the power girl backups in action comics dealt oh. with so i imagine it's gonna be continuing that story right so they've been giving this story a lot of build-up actually and also hey making beast boy the center of an event that usually never happens yeah i'll be damned yeah it's great yeah, I'll be damned. I'll be interested to see where that goes. And also, hey, I, I guess this is also, you know, testing the waters for, you know, uh, have the Titans really been accepted as a major Justice League style team? Can they launch their own events? Yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'm sure they will. They'll do fine. I'm, sh 
I'm sure they will too. I'm sure they'll also be fine. And hey, speaking of DC crises and events, they announced the next two DC animated films. It's going to be Crisis on Infinite Earths, which is one I think they've had in their back pockets forever. But more surprisingly than that, apparently they're also going to be making an animated Watchmen movie. Yeah, that's 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 weird. That's weird. Like, again, I know some people don't love that Zack Snyder version for, you know, obvious tonal reasons, but I'm like, most most of it's on the screen, guys. Mm, yeah. And then we had uh, the really great HBO series, which was like a follow up to the events of the comic. Mm. That was great. Do you, do you reckon that, that that instead of mostly adapting the, the, the comic, do you think they'll adapt mostly like before Watchmen? Oh, man. All yeah. Those, I... All those things. Yeah, I really wonder because it's like if you're not going to shake it up and you're not going to do something different from like the live action show or from the live action movie, it's like, yeah, what's even the point of doing it? But also at the same time, I know this is such sacred text to so many people where it's like, look, if you're not going to show a certain level of respect for it and you're not going to basically do it like you did Dark Knight Returns, you know, why even do it? Yeah, well, as well, let's, let, let's be honest, no matter what they did with this, people would complain because it's an Alan Moore comic. Of course. And people love to complain on his behalf about literally everything. <laughs> Especially Alan Moore, which is yeah. why he doesn't do interviews anymore. Yeah, yeah, so people just put words in his mouth and just say, oh, you'll hate it. So somewhere in Alan Moore's magical cave, his ears just perked up a little bit and he didn't know why. <laughs> uh i mean it'll be interesting that's for sure i mean a lot of these dc animated movies don't really get me excited anymore and don't really be like oh i gotta watch that but this is definitely one where it's like okay i should probably watch this one yeah definitely i'm ex i'm excited for the crisis of infinite earth one because apparently it's a culmination of everything dc animated really? for up until now so not just like the tomorrowverse stuff but everything before that Mm. everything before that is a combination of all of that and i think this is going to be a transition into making it so that the dc studios projects can become the mainline mm. stuff i didn't even think about that yeah because it's, it's the perfect film for that it's a crisis right well i mean you know that could be good or bad you know i still remember uh what is it dark side apocalypse war whatever the hell they called that one which was just such a slog of being like, okay, so you've put it all here just to blow it up, huh? Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it's, it's time to change it. It's time for a refresh. Here's hoping they don't just do that again. Yeah, at least the Tomorrowverse movies have all been pretty good. They've, yeah, they've been pretty good to all right. They, you can definitely see where they're cutting corners. They do a lot of like very like shooting people from the shoulders down to be like, oh man, look yeah. how much money we're going to save on animation here. I know. Yeah, yeah. I am just glad that they changed the art style to something yes. uh, a bit more like softer. It's not these huge necked homunculus monsters mm. they, that they'd call like Superman or Batman. Yeah, these these Brock Lesnar people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I eat nothing but meat and rage every day. <laughs> yeah, again, it's a better art style. Some of them have been good. Some of them have been a little forgettable. I know they have a real problem with, like, you know, doing stories where it's like, well, you've already done this one better elsewhere. Like that mm -hmm. uh, Supergirl Legion movie where I'm like, yeah. this was better as, like, that two-part Justice League episode. Like, you, yep. you've told these stories before. Yeah, you could see they were kind of starting to run in place with the stories we're like well, what do we do now we can only adapt so many batman comics before we yeah. start coming back on ourselves yeah really and it's weird too because like some of these projects have like the same people involved where it's like okay well now you're just self-plagiarizing <laughs> 
But yeah, definitely check those out, especially as you said, because it looks like they're going to be blowing up the universe again to usher in whatever the James Gunn animated universe is going to look like. Yeah, well, it's going to start with Creature Commandos. Yeah, which I'm super hyped for. Yeah, I wonder if this will also maybe include a tease to them. Maybe. Also, hey, if, you know, Gunn is giving them, you know, the stamp of approval on these, will they have more money behind them or will they have mm. less money behind them because they got to pay for Hollywood actors now on top of regular voice actors? Mm. Yeah, well, I imagine they'll be treated as feature films. Like, I am sure these ones are not treated as feature films at the moment. No. There's like other no. animation. They're going to be on streaming services and, you know, people are going to buy DVDs of it. Yeah, not even that, but like weird niche digital. Yeah. Again, I feel like those movies have struggled for a bit to try and figure out like who who is your audience actually? Because mm -hmm. when it started, it was clearly everyone and like, you know, people who grew up with the cartoons and, you know, people who liked the Timiverse and everything because it was a lot of the same people. Then they got much grimmer and grittier and then they got like cheaper and more R rated. And it's like, who who is this even for anymore? Yeah, they started making them all off for literally no reason. Yeah, again, it's a very, very weird era there. Like, they would adapt stories you like, like Hush and Gotham by Gaslight, but then they'd also change the endings. <laughs> yeah, inexplicably change the endings to things that don't make any sense of, like, why you would do that. Yeah, these are these are mystery works. Why would you change the end? By changing the end, you completely negate the mystery and the yeah. lead-up. Yeah. Or even ones like... Uh, what is it? Okay, what was that last two-parter they did? Oh, Long Halloween. Long Halloween, yeah, they completely changed that. You completely changed, but you start strong, you start adapting it pretty, you know, faithfully. You maybe change a couple things here and there, like you change the Irish gangsters to Chinese gangsters. But then by the end, it's like, why did you even bother if you weren't going to keep any of this the same? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, really, really weird. Uh, something that's not weird and something we totally saw coming, uh, Dan Slott's Spider-Man ongoing series will be coming to an end by November to be replaced with Superior Spider-Man. So if you were wondering, hey, is he going to write both? No, he's just going to write one. Yeah, and they seemingly made it clear that this one's going to, like Amazing Spider-Man is going to keep continuing, but this one's going to be sort of the main book, more or less. Mm, mm, how about that? Yeah. <laughs> Geez, geez, Marvel, it's like you've already given up faith in the Zeb Wells book, which if I was Wells, I'd be losing my mind. I'm like, I wrote it like you told me to. Yeah, I, I do love the idea that they just went back to the thing that made them a, a bunch of money that, like, at the time, everyone hated because it was so different. Mm -hmm. Which, you know, again, you know, we can talk about how Spider-Man, how they only have rage farming now for stories. <laughs> Superior Spider-Man was definitely a rage farming Ooh. thing. It's just... It's just it was also a good story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was people again. It was it was people who don't like change, seeing yes. change and then reacting badly to it. That's what it was. Not real. Not not acknowledging that it's like a, a great story or anything. They just saw this is not Spider Man that I like, so I have to hate it. Yeah, not giving it a chance. Then it's like, well, you know, we had regular Spider-Man for a while and it hasn't been great. Yeah, it's shit. Yeah. Yeah. If you twist my arm, Superior Spider-Man was probably the last truly consistent Spider-Man mm -hmm. series. Yep. That and uh, I'd say Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man by Tom Taylor. Mm, that too. And that uh, as a Darcy. Zadarsky was on that one for a minute, too, because he had his own Spider-Man. And, of course, the Miles book under Ziggler now, which is more yeah. consistent than it's ever been. Yep. But yeah, so I'm excited for this. They're setting it up in the main Spider-Man book right now, how they're mm -hmm. going to get there. 
Yeah, th this is definitely going to bring me back to Spider-Man. Written by a guy who understands Spider-Man and knows what to do with him. Uh, with an artist who knows what to do with Spider-Man as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah, I foresee this being a big surprise hit as well. Yeah. The question is, do they put the genie back in the bottle with Superior and Doc Ock? Because eventually they will be tempted to tell another Doc Ock story. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Or or did they just let Lady Ock from the 90s be Doc Ock for a bit again? <laughs> That'd be fun. Did, That'd be fun. Did, did he fight her in that book? I don't remember if uh, Otto fought her. I don't think so. In original Spider-Man, that feels like a missed opportunity. Yeah, I don't think he did. Uh, also, hey, speaking of Spider-Man, it was also announced to uh, come November, December, we're getting another big Spider-Man event, and it's called Gang War. Oh, God. Uh... Yeah, we got Gang War. It's going to be crossing over all the different Spider-Man titles. We're getting a new Hands of Kung Fu. We're getting another Spider-Woman. It's going to be about all the gangs, Matt. Gangs in the city. Yeah, the, is that there's like Luke Cage is getting a tie-ins. Daredevil is yep. getting tie-ins. Mm -hmm. There's just so many fucking tie-ins. <laughs> the gangs are coming and they're coming hard. Yeah. I think it's funny too is that uh, in the posters for this, Miles is bigger than Peter. <laughs> like they're very much saying like this, this is a Miles event co-starring Peter. And I'm like, that's funny that Spider-Man has been, you know, knocked down to co-starring. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's 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 great. It's great. And which honestly, you know, that's kind of a shame, too, because I'm like, no, stop, stop stopping the Miles book just when Ziggler <laughs> is getting going by throwing another event in there. <laughs> you did it with Carnage Reigns and now you're doing it with this. Calm yeah. down a little bit. <laughs> I, uh, I will say, though, there is one very interesting thing about this. Uh, they showed a bunch of pages from the crossover and one page very clearly shows the Prowler returning to fight Miles. Ooh, ooh. But we don't know who it is. If it's Hobie, if it's Uncle Aaron, if it's a new Prowler, but he is fighting Prowler again. Interesting. Very. So I'm like, okay, there's one actually, you know, pretty worthwhile idea to check out for. Yeah, we'll have to see if they actually do anything with it. Sorry. Yeah, any, anything interesting with it. Yeah, I wonder as well. You uh, you also pointed out something very interesting, Matt, that I did not pick up on, and that <laughs> is that this this Marvel Gang War Spider-Man series is going to be running at the exact same time that DC is running their Gotham War series. Yeah, and that as well is a Gang War storyline. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, as I said, I love when when these two, these two big companies, like every now and then their stories like intersect. It really, it really does feel like they're looking at each other's papers in school, right? Oh, what are you working on, a gang war? Oh, I'm going to do a gang war too, but I'm going to, you know, change the name just a little bit so it doesn't look like I cheated. <laughs> that is just too wild. And it happens all the time where it's like, oh, Avengers is doing an Atlantis story. Oh, uh, Justice League is doing an Atlantis story, huh? Yeah, yeah. What's up with that? <laughs> Why does this keep happening over and over? <laughs> oh, hey, we're, we're fighting a big space monster in our first issue. Oh, we're fighting a big space monster in our first issue back. <laughs> yeah, funny that. Yeah, which when they keep doing that, it's like, so you'll keep doing this, but you'll never cross over again. <laughs> come on, guys, come on. If you can write basically the same idea. <laughs> yeah, Winford Lee saying there, I like the idea that Hobie comes at Miles because he's pissed that Aaron keeps stealing his identity. <laughs> And honestly, doing it better, I was the Prowler first and for longer, but no one cares about me anymore. That's funny, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't have lightsabers or a cool motorcycle. 
I'm just a window washer who steals. No, really, that's my origin. But I could have all of that. <laughs> I could, yeah. Could, could I take all the cool stuff your uncle had, maybe? <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, so there's your Spider-Man news. Uh, we also got some Super Family news. Uh, Mariko Tamaki will actually be taking the reins on the Supergirl series, which has actually been slumbering for a little bit. For a while, yeah. Tamaki, of course, is a writer we really enjoy on this show, but it always feels like her good ideas get taken away from her right at the end. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. Arkham Tower, most of her detective comics run, where I'm like, oh, this is really good, this is really going somewhere, yep, and that ending sucked. <laughs> yeah, 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 they always gets upended by another Friday's big event, or, mm-hmm. or, or she'll, she has to, like, conform to, like, a certain, like, someone will use the character in something else and change the status quo about them or yep. something, yeah. I would say she's probably been one of the most unlucky writers in that regard, that stories that should have been great got undercut and kneecapped at the very end. Yeah, so her being at least the only listed writer on this, I imagine she is the only writer on this, uh, has me excited that she can just kind of do her own thing. And I think that's uh, as well what the the, the story of the book is going to be. I think it's going to, I think it had a similar premise to that Superboy Man of Tomorrow book that's going on at the moment where kara kind of breaks off from the family to figure out what she wants to do interesting i imagine they probably want to keep the uh supergirl you know ip hot because we're going to be getting a supergirl movie based mm-hmm. on that tom king story yep so they probably want a book on the shelves people can buy which makes sense yep and also too because you know all the superman family of books have been really good right now oh they're all they're excellent, they're excellent. and really interconnected so if there would ever be a time to launch supergirl who yeah. obviously has had her own long-running series for a while you got to do it now and strike while the iron's hot yes that's not the only super news either because joe casey is going to be giving us a brand new zod series called kneel before zod in september yes yes this is uh, going to be spinning out of a backup in action comics and mm-hmm. i feel like it was literally last week i was like on this show i was like I wonder where zod is what's happening yeah, with been, zod <laughs> he's been gone for a bit was he in the phantom zone was he dead what happened to him if he I'm was fighting green lantern because he yeah, had a planet yeah if i'm remembering that was still a thing he and his wife and child uh set themselves up on a planet and were like trying to repopulate like the krypton uh kryptonians i think or like they were like yeah. they were like lead, like dictators quote unquote of like mm. some place yeah and he, yeah he fought uh green lantern fought hal jordan and yeah it's, it's been a long while since we've actually seen him yeah this uh is going to be like an origin story we're going to go back and we're going to see uh you know segments from his life that we never saw before cool cool we're gonna we're gonna see his awkward teen phase with you know kryptonian acne <laughs> gonna see that time jor-el pantsed him at the big Kryptonian dance yeah yeah bullied by nerd jor-el yeah (laughs) yeah really because you know because krypton is such an enlightened society the scientists and the nerds bully the jocks yeah yeah bully the 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 military cadets in school (laughs) yeah (laughs) do uh do do they still keep the retcon that uh what is it uh lara was actually the military woman i know a book retcon that that did that stay don't think so that's that's a shame. I kind of like so. that that she was like a military woman and hung out with Zod and all those people, but she mm. loved Jor-El because he was a caring, sensitive scientist. Yeah, yeah. That was pretty fun for a while. Also, it's just cool to see Superman's mom like ride up on a space motorcycle and just start <laughs> shooting. <laughs> 
that's pretty fun. <laughs> and also calling it Neil before Zod is pretty good too. You could just call the book Zod, but calling it Neil before yeah, Zod is even better. It's a pretty good name, yeah. It's a pretty good name. And uh, our last piece of Superman news there is the 30th anniversary of Return of Superman is getting its own special. Uh, what's this about, Matt? Um, like, I think that's literally what everyone already only knows about the show. It's just going to oh. be a, a special, uh, which is weird because it feels like we just had one for the death of Superman. So I guess we've got to uh. do one for the return. It's going to be written by Dan Jurgens, of course, and a bunch of, of bunch of other writers who are around during that time. And yeah, yeah who uh, yeah. who uh, who would have thunk it? <laughs> yeah, I, I it would just be like stories of I guess based around the the four Supermen, Superman's return. I don't know. Yeah, again, this shit usually writes itself, and Jurgens, as we said, has basically been writing this forever. He's been writing the same story for the last what thirty years. Yeah. <laughs> Which, which sounds like a special kind of hell, but I'm sure he's just happy to cash a paycheck. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some Star Wars news there. I'm looking right now to see if anything broke while we were talking, and it actually has. Uh, what is it? Uh, Michael Morsey is going to be doing a Bad Batch story in Star Wars hyperspace stories. Yeah, this is the the Dark Horse comic, which is like an anthology series. Mm-hmm. You, know, you get a couple issues set in different eras every now and then. And yeah, this is going to be the Bad Batch's uh, debut in comics. Cool. I like it. Again, I their whole A team setup makes for really good stories. It does. It really does. Like like an endless potential of stories where you could like keep doing whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a little bit more info on Star Wars Outlaws, the game. There will be missions on uh, Tatooine. You can go to Moss Eisley, and you can apparently take missions from Jabba. Yeah, Jabba's going to be in the game, voiced by D. Bradley Baker. Cool. Yeah. What kind of what kind of missions do you think you got to do for Jabba? You got to clean his jowls. <laughs> <laughs> gotta get right in there get in there with the <laughs> with the rag on a stick uh, uh. <laughs> do it do a good it's it's a rhythm game it's like dance dance revolution <laughs> scrub scrub java <laughs> yeah the the java cleaning his his folds qte <laughs> yeah you gotta get right in there and if you fail uh what is it it wipes your entire save no no that's how serious it is yeah, it's like a Souls Souls game QTE, <laughs> yes. but with Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> Hardest one in there. Uh, we got some more news from Mortal Kombat 1, which I'm very excited for. Like I said, I loaded up Mortal Kombat 11 to try and get back into it. And uh, yeah, all the rumors were right for DLC. You're getting Omni-Man, you're getting Peacekeeper, you're getting fucking Homelander, you're getting everyone. Yeah, yeah. Why are we getting Homelander and Omni-Man? That's literally the same character. Seems seems a bit like an oxymoron, doesn't yeah. it? Arthur, I would much rather have gotten like Soldier Boy or Black Noir or characters with more interesting fighting styles. Those characters, yeah, make sense, but they're in Call of Duty because reasons. Yeah, <laughs> Shit, put Butcher in there for crying out loud. I would like to see Butcher as a Mortal Kombat you, character. That that would actually be really cool because then you'd obviously have Butcher and he'd look like Carl Urban, and then mm. you could get a skin for Johnny Cage because because carl urban's playing johnny cage in the new the next mortal Kombat film yep so you could get him fighting johnny cage who looks like carl urban as well <laughs> cross promotion man also you can really tell that uh the mortal Kombat guys were hanging out with dc for too long not only did they have their own crisis but i was looking at the skins there's like a whole bunch of like suicide squad skins and you mm-hmm. can turn like noob cybot into the batman who laughs i'm like you for freaking real yeah oh yeah yeah they, they did all that sort of stuff 
they really did. I had stopped playing by that point, but I'm like, oh, this is freaking wild, man. Yeah. They had Rambo, the Predator. They did. Terminator. Yeah. Which, again, the, the guy doing the Stallone impression was actually really good. He wasn't too bad, yeah. And they actually had some really good insight when they would briefly talk to other characters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's fun. Uh, anything else going on? Because, again, they keep... Uh, I'm sure there'll be more news tomorrow because it's only Saturday night. Yeah, I, I don't know what's happening on the the final day, but yeah, I'm sure there'll be more. Yeah, there's usually some big stuff there. But yeah, that uh, that was most of the big stuff, everyone. Uh, oh, X-Men 97 action figures are coming up to coincide with the re-release of the new show. And actually, there's a huge pack where you can get basically the entire team together, and it's all the ones I never had as a kid growing up. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> give, me, give me those. I want them. <laughs> Oh, also, have you seen those that uh, new Grimlock that uh, transforms when you ask it to, just like that Optimus Prime from, like, last year? Oh, cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah self-changing, voice-activated Transformers. That's, yeah, that that's awesome. Again, it's so good where it's like, mm, I don't need one. <laughs> I am an adult, but at the same time, <laughs> g- gimme, gimme. <laughs> gimme, gimme, I wanty. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I guess that was all the news uh, that was fit to print. But uh, yeah, some pretty uh, pretty big and interesting stuff coming down the pipeline. There is, yeah. I, I'm looking forward to it. And again, I'm glad it was just all comic book news and didn't get lost in, in the announcement of the new Iron Man or something. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Which in years past, that would always happen. Yeah. There would be, you know, the, there'd be a big trailer drop or a casting drop. And it would be like, man, remember when Comic-Con used to actually be about comics? Yeah. Yeah. Now, now it is. And apparently because of that, uh, people can actually walk around the halls and enjoy themselves. I've been following a few people who have been lucky enough to go to the show. And it was, looks like they can actually breathe. I was thinking about that during the week. I'm like, wow, th- like this year would have been the year to go to Comic-Con for like comic book stuff. Because like, yeah, it would have been less busy. You wouldn't have like people who were just there to see the new Marvel trailer clogging the halls. Mm-hmm. And yeah. 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 Come on, companies. Get me and Matt out there. We've been putting in work for years on this one. We we deserve to go. I know I am in Canada and he is in Australia, which are two of the most, you know, uh, what is it? Freaking fiscally responsible places to fly people in from. <laughs> well, you don't use an American dollar. Get the fuck out. <laughs> we ain't doing no goddamn exchange rates. We ain't you know, submitting no W8s. <laughs> Not on our watch. We don't. <laughs> Maybe, maybe one year. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. Maybe. All right. We want to talk about what we read this week. That actually didn't take nearly as long as I thought it was going to. Yeah, no, I thought that would have been the whole show. I, I was ready for it to be the whole show. I was kind of shocked when it was. And I'm like, oh, fuck, what do we do now? <laughs> uh, I guess we want to talk about Superman Night Terrors. I read two Night Terrors this week, and I didn't think either of them were particularly that interesting. Really? Yeah, I I read I I read them all, but uh, yeah, we'll talk about uh, Night Terror's Superman. What yeah. what what didn't you like about it? It's not that I didn't like it. It's just I I there's this overwhelming feeling in Night Terrors. Well, at least in the Trinity books, where characters are like way too hip for the room, where it's like I've been through this before. I know this is an illusion. And when it comes time to be like, oh, what does Superman truly fear? Uh, he fears outliving everyone he loves. 
and he fears that he may be responsible for the death of Earth, you know, uh, as such the death of Krypton. And I'm like, okay, those are two perfectly fine, perfectly valid fears for Superman, but not nearly interesting enough to build an entire two-part story around. See, I saw, I saw it the other way. I saw, I saw it like, like how you say that, that they're his fears, but I saw it more as he has a fear of becoming irrelevant because the whole thing is that like the world is now he doesn't need saving you know the, you know uh there's no crime or anything in the world as as perry's paper uh states and everything so it leaves yes. leaves superman wondering like well, what do i do what do i do now who am well, i without being without being superman that's a much more interesting take. And then a new character called the man of screams shows up. <laughs> and yep, that's, that's what a man of scream looks like. I will say though, well, I was kind of bored by the first, like two thirds, the end I actually found much more exciting, mainly because Supergirl punches her way through universes into his dream. And I'm like, yeah, if Superboy prime can punch the walls of reality, surely Supergirl can punch the walls of the dream realm and break on through. Um, makes sense as well. I'm sure they would have shared trauma over like Krypton yeah. being destroyed, being the last survivors of Krypton. So I imagine their dreams would be very similar. Hence why they were able to like break into each other's dreams. Also, Kara seems like she came from a much more interesting story where she's being haunted by zombie versions of all of her failed attempts at reinvention. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And ones that aren't actually Supergirl as well, because the, the Matrix Supergirl there as well. I saw that. There was Red Lantern Supergirl. Yeah. There was like a uh, headband Supergirl. There was the one from the cartoon show, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which is a fun design and a shame we don't get to see that one as much anymore. Yes, yes. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds like a much more interesting story. Uh, Supergirl having to fight reinvention and the fact that she will be reinvented soon enough. Because <laughs> I guess that's just a woman's place in the world, right? You know, you always got to fucking change. You know, Superman gets to stay basically the same for 75 plus years, but they always got to try and, you know, reinvent the wheel with you. <laughs> Also, Aquaman and the Atlanteans are fine because apparently the nightmare wave doesn't work underwater. Yeah, it doesn't work underwater or maybe like that some technology stopped them from being in that. Because there, there are a couple of heroes and villains out there who's like, like the punchline one, she, she's done so many drugs and like gassed mm. herself so many times with Joker gas, she's immune to it. I believe someone told me the actual justification was is that Atlantis is down too deep at the bottom of the ocean for yeah. the nightmare wave to reach. I could see that, yeah. And I'm like, man, Insomnia is pretty fucking lame. He can't even reach the bottom of the ocean. Well, it makes sense. He's just some dude. He is indeed just some dude. That does actually track with his story. <laughs> but I just think it's funny. Uh, Aquaman and his family find Superman walked up on, washed up on a beach, and they're just, like, poking him with a stick. Yeah, come on. Get up. Get up. Yeah. Yeah, what are we supposed to do on this one, guys? Wow, this looks like a job for Aquaman and family. <laughs> God, I hope they beat... Uh, friggin insomnia that'd be hilarious he's like oh, yeah. i didn't think and, of atlanteans and and it, it would be totally in line for joshua williamson to do that because they're like they haven't been in books for a while they're they're, they're 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 kind of like like relegated to the back you know sort of characters and mm -hmm. he's been building this entire event around characters like dead man and sandman so like yeah having like oh aquaman's going to join the team and like actually be the one to beat him would be amazing yeah, exactly. I try and put this to sleep. Throws a harpoon at him. <laughs> yeah, don't don't fuck with the fish people. That was another theory. I'm like, does it not affect Atlanteans because they're fish and fish don't sleep like normal people? <laughs> yeah. Is that why? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Aquaman's like, technically, I'm asleep right now when I'm talking to you. I have little micro naps all the time. <laughs> 
You ever see a goldfish sleep? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and yes, I know Aquaman is a human. <laughs> you can just breathe underwater. I know they are not technically fish people, though some Atlanteans are fish people. Yeah, yeah, some are. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Uh, Eduardo Perez Rubio. Obviously, it's because in Atlantis, all dreams are wet dreams. <laughs> That's what defeats Ugh. insomnia. Oh, no, your mind is much too horny. <laughs> There's no fear here. Only cringe. <laughs> yeah, so that was Man of Screams. It was it got much more interesting by the end. I will give it that much credit. It did. Yeah, it got much more interesting by the end. Uh, I guess keep it on the horror bent too. Uh, I read Blade number one from Brian Edward Hill this week. And how was that? Uh, actually surprisingly good again edward hill's work has always been a little hit or miss for me but this one was i would say pretty friggin solid awesome yeah we're uh, introduced to a new woman her name is uh dana she's being hunted by the creatures of the night and she doesn't know why and only blade can save her it's it's very terminator you Ooh. know come with me if you want to live he yep. drives a car through a fucking you know club to come and save her, and apparently Blade was only put on this because one of his werewolf buddies told him about it, that, oh, oh, the second world is in danger, you know, vampires, werewolves, specters, you know, everything that goes bump in the night, this woman is at the center of something, and all the elders are afraid, and only you, Blade, can protect her. Hmm. And I'm like, all right, all right, we're riffing on Terminator, this is pretty solid. Then he fights another crazy hunter, who is very Asian inspired. He's got like an Oni mask and a big flaming scimitar. Ooh. And, you know, and oh, wait, it's it's a flip flop. Turns out the guy who was hunting this woman was actually the good guy. And the woman is herself actually the bad guy. Uh... Yeah, she's some sort of like evil spirit thing who sheds her skin and says that, you know, she plans to bring the end of the second world because she hates vampires as much or if not more than Blade. <laughs> okay. And he's like, that's impossible. No one hates vampires more than me. <laughs> you, you lie. And then she throws a bunch of broken glass at him. And then and then he wakes up in Cambodia. Oh, okay. They take him to the Khmer Rouge Mountains in Cambodia. I'm like, well, this story did not go where I thought it was going to go. <laughs> when, whenever you end a script with like, and then your character wakes up in Cambodia. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, Blade is actually solid. This one actually looks fun. And I guess he's technically in his new costume that I guess probably is what he's going to look like in the movie. Yeah, well, it looks like pretty much what he usually wears, isn't it? It, it is. It's the most like it's a new costume. No, it's not. It's what he always wears. It's just a little shorter and a little bit more streamlined because that's <laughs> probably what he's going to be wearing in the movie. <laughs> He's still got his swords and his glasses and he's still super cool. He's still Blade. <laughs> That's basically it. Just, yeah, if you wanted a Blade story, it's that. And if you're one of those people, it's like, hey, did they ever go back and talk about him being sheriff of Vampire Nation in Russia? No, they did not. <laughs> <laughs> they, Which is a shame because that was that's like such a cool concept. Yeah, vampire procedural with Blade needing to solve vampire yeah. crimes every week. Come yeah, on. Yeah, in a vampire city, which just happens to be uh, the, the Chernobyl exclusion zone. Which, which is basically what uh, friggin' Secret Invasion did with the Skrulls by moving them into yeah. Chernobyl. Yeah. It's, it's hot real estate. Everyone wants to live in fucking Chernobyl, apparently. <laughs> yeah, here's a funny thing. As someone pointed out to me, like, oh, yeah, people think Chernobyl's abandoned unless you're like a fucking YouTuber influencer who takes the rad blockers and goes there to film a video for the day. <laughs> Which they do, and I think that would be hilarious. Someone goes in there, and they just see, like, vampires doing their taxes and washing their clothes yeah, and everything. Just going about their day, yeah. 
Blade has to grab them and be like, look, you forget everything you saw here today. <laughs> you took some bad peyote, wandered out too far. <laughs> there are no vampires in Chernobyl. <laughs> Again, that's that's the new there's no war in Bossing Say. There are no vampires in Chernobyl. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Blade was solid. I liked it. Nice, nice. That's good. Yeah. What uh, what else did you have, Matt? I had two more. Uh, I had Batman Superman World's Finest issue seventeen. Oh shit! Yeah, this is still going on. This is the big uh, Amazo crazy robot shit. Yeah. Yep. Yep. This is the ending of that. Right. Okay, man. This was a long running story. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, most of the issue is just the the heroes trying to fight this souped up new Amazo, but every time they fight him, obviously they give him more powers. So they've got to try and find a way to to get around it, and Batman and Will Magnus find a way, and that is, since Will Magnus made the Metal Men, he put a like a code in their mind that makes it so that only he can like command them, and he uploads that code into New Mezo's like systems of satellites that he put around the world, and takes over all of the different robots and AI that <laughs> New Mezo took control of. So he sends them after. Uh, a new Mezo who ends up just destroying them all just just oh. completely destroys them all uh, but they have one last like Hail Mary and that is they activate the original original Amazo and mm. and send send him after new Mezo and the plan actually works because obviously these two are like duplicating parasites they they duplicate each other's powers so they end up duplicating each other's powers and then they duplicate them again so it ends up in like a feedback loop so, and it ends up blowing them both up because their minds can't compute you know having to duplicate the same power over and over again uh. yeah, at, the, at the exact same time sort of thing uh, so they end up blowing themselves up and um and, and, and Numezo still isn't dead. He's still, <laughs> he's, he's like Terminator. He's like crawling out of the hole and everything. And uh, the, the, the final person to deliver the final blow is Metamorpho. Because this, remember, started as a Metamorpho storyline. Yeah, shit, that was a while ago. Yeah, because uh, Metamorpho had his life ruined thanks to Numezo framing him for like murder of Simon Stagg. <laughs> So he ends up like destroying New Mezo, whose body then gets dismantled by um, Will Magnus, and and he, he uses it to rebuild the Metal Men, and and may return them to life. And yeah, the story sort of ends with like the heroes like all uh, telling uh, Rex that they were wrong, and like he was he was fine mm -hmm. and everything. And there there was also the part where uh, Jimmy, when investigating the story, thought that Bruce Wayne murdered Simon Stagg. And and it ended with Bruce getting arrested briefly, um, and he and him and him and Batman have a really great moment where he apologizes to Batman for for arresting Bruce Wayne, but the, <laughs> then Batman says like, "Oh no, you actually did the right thing. You used the facts and and what was presented, and you as a journalist should do that." Uh, <laughs> and yeah, it, it was it was a nice little moment between them. Also, I'm Bruce Wayne. I get arrested regularly for crimes I didn't commit. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it happens. It happens. Seriously, if we looked at all the times I got framed in my 75 years of publication history. And yeah, the book ends on like a nice note. And then we get like a tease of what's coming next. And uh, uh, oh, there's some big doozy doozies of storylines coming next. We're getting a storyline set uh, during the first meeting of Batman and Superman and how their mm -hmm. team uh, came together. 
Uh, and then we're going into the kingdom come future and of we're, course we we're, are. we're catching up with David uh, Martinez, the, the, uh, the guy who would become Magog. Right. Of course, because that's, I'm sure was Mark Wade's whole impetus for writing this series. That yes. seems like you wanted to revisit kingdom come. Yes. Yes. Shit. I guess that's also kind of his reason for writing Shazam too, which I dropped off on, but yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he ties that in as well. Oh, he's probably going to be, I mean, come on. He's already swinging his big Mark Wade dick there by having Shazam <laughs> be allowed to be called captain Marvel again. Basically. Yeah, they actually, in this issue, they call him the captain. Yeah, of course they do. Oh, Oh, you trick, you tricky, tricky yeah. hop. And, you. And they can technically get away with it as well because this is set in the past yes. of the universe. So they'd be like, "Oh yeah, it's the it's the far past." They they called him the captain. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, they get away with it in the future too by saying that he fell out of a boat and uh, Mary and Freddie yeah. just keep calling him the captain now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess the other Night Terror book I read was Nightwing. I actually probably liked this one the most out of all the ones I read, mainly because hey, these writers have also seen Shutter Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so glad you you mentioned that. Yeah, I said that in my review when I was writing. I was like, this is just Shutter Island. Com comic writers fucking love Shutter Island. There was that Moon Knight series that was just Shutter Island, <laughs> and now this is just Shutter Island with Nightwing. He's thrown into an asylum, said he's killed someone. He doesn't know who he killed. He needs to get to the bottom of it. He has a mysterious cellmate that everyone's scared of, but no one will talk about. Yeah, everyone keeps telling him he he's amazing for like doing what he did, and and we find out that of course it was he killed Batman. Yes, naturally. I like this story a lot, too, because Nightwing didn't instantly undercut the whole thing by saying, this is a dream. This is bullshit. Yeah. He actually rode with it for a while. Yeah, he did. And then when once he saw his parents, he's really, oh, this is just a fucking dream. I've had this before. What I've had this one before. Yeah. Which, man, that tells me a lot about your psychological state that you've <laughs> had this one before. <laughs> also, Insomnia getting like directly involved in this is, is quite weird because he hasn't gotten directly involved in the other villains or heroes books like he was Indeed. like he was like the warden quote unquote yeah he also doesn't address nightwing directly too which i thought that was mm. also a problem in some of these other things i'm like look if insomnia is just a villain you can bullshit with and talk to and tell him he sucks yeah yeah <laughs> then then again he's the bad freddy krueger sequels <laughs> i like in this one he's here he's scary and doesn't say anything yeah yeah as he should. And also, hey, they worked in Scarecrow, and Scarecrow's pretty pissed off because Insomnia basically stole his bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it leads to, like, a really interesting part where, like, Nightwing has to team with all these villains to, like, come up with an escape plan to escape from uh, the, the, the Nightmare Arkham. Yeah. Also, are they really here, or is this just Dick's mind creating yeah, them? Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> Scarecrow's pretty helpful. He's like, don't worry, I'm a master of fear, so I know how to work my way around here. <laughs> And I'm like, fair enough. But even if Nightwing's mind did create that, then that's pretty impressive, too. It is, yes. And then, actually, this one had a good stinger, too, because, oh, no, I can't get out of here until I save Dream Barbara. <laughs> yeah, who's like a cyborg now, which might be related to the punchline one. Mm, oh, really? The do tell. Uh, oh, well, the punchline one is, uh, yeah, punchline. She she gets into the, into the nightmare world. She ends up killing her Batgirl there. And then it's like, oh, what do I do now? I'm like the best of the best because I'm so cool and terminally online and everything. <laughs> and and uh, she, she gets reality check when Barbara comes back to life and it like assimilates with like her Oracle computer into like a giant cyborg monster. Nice. Yeah. I, I, the, the entire the entire premise of that story is like, what if Alexis Kane touched grass? 
Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She she doesn't know what the fuck to do because she's fucking punchline. Yes, she's terminally online influencer supervillain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's a pretty good pitch. Uh, the last one I had, and I'm glad that you read this one too, was uh, Hot Girl, the long-awaited mm. new solo series for Kendra Saunders. Yes, yes, and it didn't disappoint. No, it didn't. It was pretty strong. Again, the big theme of this book, and they hammered in pretty good, is all about identity, and Kendra Saunders doesn't know who she is in the world anymore because mm. she's lost yet another team in the Justice League, and it's not her first time losing a team because she's been a Blackhawk, and she's been on the Justice Society, and yeah. she's been on so many teams that fell apart. And also because being a Hawk, your life is in a constant state of reincarnation, reboot, cancellation. <laughs> yeah, and it's completely jaded her. Where all these Absolutely. heroes are like, are you okay? Like, like the team is disbanded. You've broken up with Manhunter. And she's like, yeah, that happens. Life moves on. You know, things but, die. <laughs> but meanwhile, they intersperse it with her in like the fetal position yeah. on the floor yeah. at home. And I'm like, oh, that's good to be like, no, I, I'm not over this. Yeah, this is just a facade. Yeah. <laughs> this is just a strong front I'm putting up because I'm a strong lady. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. A search for identity. There's even a bit where she questions like, why do I even wear this hawk mask? Is it to honor my alien heritage? Is it to hide my identity? Like, why do I even wear this? <laughs> yeah, and I can imagine it's probably pretty heavy as well and to like mm -hmm. top heavy and yeah probably pretty annoying it's a good question then i'm reminded like yeah she didn't wear it like in the latter seasons of the cartoon which is the version yeah. everyone likes yeah yeah she didn't never wore it yeah this uh this is also a vehicle too for uh jazita axelrod's other series that i guess had become something of a cult hit uh, galaxy uh the prettiest princess or whatever she's in this book as well because she's been given a vision that something bad is going to happen to a bird woman in the dc universe which i like they make a joke about how that doesn't narrow it down yeah there's ravens and black canaries and hawk yeah. and doves yeah i i, I liked that i thought that was pretty good <laughs> i'm like shit there is a lot of bird women in <laughs> in comic books what's up with that <laughs> Also, we get to see Kendra as a detective, too, because she calls Batman for uh, help in trying to figure out what the hell Galaxy's deal is. And he basically just gives the Cliff Notes version of her last series. And I like that. I like her explanation. Uh, ex like when when something's like really surprising to her, uh, she doesn't like swear or anything. She says like cheese and crackers. <laughs> <laughs> also, she finds a clue that Batman couldn't with his own mystery. And it's like, how did she do that? Eyes of a hawk. Fair enough. <laughs> Makes sense, yeah. I like that too, because it's like, yeah, she was a detective. You know, her and Hawkman were like space detectives. And yeah, they're everything. like cops, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it makes sense that she's, you know, trying to crack a case, and that's how she does it. Uh, even the new villain is pretty interesting too. Uh, Vulpaculia, which is both Vulpus and uh, Peculiar. She's some sort of weird Faustian deal maker who gives children whatever they want, and in exchange, they have to wear nth metal necklaces that slowly fill with power until she's ready to use them like human batteries. Yeah, it's, a, it's such a cool villain, and, and and because of this, because of the art and like the story of like identity and everything, I compared it to uh, the recent Grant Morrison Green Lantern mm, book, and yeah. like because it's just so weird. The villain is like like this villain I could see in a Big Grant concept. Morrison book. 
I could see it in a Grant Morrison book. It's like, oh, this yeah. is someone, someone that the Hawk Girl has to fight. She takes identities or something, makes deals with the devils, and yeah, yeah. It, it's implied that she's like some otherworldly fox spirit, so yeah. she's like not even human. Yeah, and she makes these devils deal, and also she's clearly aware of what nth metal is and mm -hmm. is trying to open an nth metal door to an nth metal dimension. And this book is quick to remind us of the Snyder retcon, and that is like, look, you know, nth metal is basically just pure cosmic energy there it just kind of wants to be metal sometimes yes yes and i'm like oh that's a good use of continuity in fact this whole issue uses continuity well which is never which is not something that usually happens in a hawk related book no usually they're quick to try and forget some stuff or, yeah or they're like all over the place in like what's canon and what's not Cl clearly axelrod knows people only like uh the hot characters when everything is canon mm -hmm. i do know i from like art i've seen of like coming issues they do start to touch upon the fact that like like all the past lives of of kendra and shaira as well uh who are technically the same person but also right. two completely different people as well yes I i'm also gonna guess that at some point in her past life hot girl knew uh Volpacuela because mm. obviously she's an ageless being as well <laughs> i wouldn't be surprised if we see her make a deal with like a young like kendra or yeah, like or a long part yeah 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 a lot young past maybe even maureen might be one of them oh yeah you don't know about that wouldn't that be crazy yeah but yeah, I like that one. It was a good one. I hope I can keep up with this one because, you know, more more hot girl in the world is yeah. good for everybody. I like as well that the book never sold itself as this. It just so because like I think like the premise we got when it was announced was like she's moving to Metropolis. Yes. And then like that was it. Yeah, they do. <laughs> and that's not like do the that's like sell. that's like the, the, the least thing of this issue. She's in Metropolis, but like it's not like a thing in the book where oh, she's got to deal with like helping Superman and you know, all mm -hmm. the stuff with your steel works, all this sort of stuff is none of that mm. stuff. <laughs> yeah. It's a real blink and you'll miss it. I'm like, man, they probably should have done the hard sell on this book. <laughs> Cause there's a lot of interesting stuff happening in it. Yeah. 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 It's pretty solid, but uh, yeah. Jesus, is that the show for this week, Matt? Is that uh, everything that was fit to print or did you have anything else? Oh, uh, I didn't know. And I don't think there's anything, anything big has, has dropped since we started the yeah show. i was yeah i was just looking at that now to be like you know oh come on it was fucking you know uh uh what is this iron man back is iron man four ago like you were saying <laughs> tony stark is a zombie or you know it, it's young tony stark we de-aged him like we do occasionally <laughs> we cast a young child so he can grow into the role and we can make a hundred sequels yes yes <laughs> all righty then everyone i guess we'll start winding it down thank you everyone for coming and joining our big san diego comic-con show it's always one of the biggest shows of the year though admittedly this one was a little smaller because like we said there was no big movie actor news which honestly is fine by me yeah i i, I much more prefer the comic book news because it's stuff you and i talk about every mm -hmm. week <laughs> Yeah, and that doesn't always get covered, and it also means we can spread the love to other shows, too, whenever there is, like, a D23 or whenever there is, like, a yeah. DC Direct or whatever. Exactly, yeah. <clears throat> All right, everyone. So thank you so much for watching and hanging out. Glad we could get this one out. I know the show has been coming out really infrequently because, you know, personal life stuff has been hitting me like a ton of bricks, but I knew, I knew we couldn't miss this one. I knew we had to make sure this one happened. Yeah, definitely. 
Yeah, so thank you everyone for watching and listening. Be sure to follow me and Matt on social media so you always know when a new show is dropping. As always, if you're a patron, you'll get to listen to this show back first before anyone else. You become a patron for as little as a dollar a month. We try and get the audio versions of this show up on Wednesday, which means you're probably listening to this uh, Wednesday somewhere. <laughs> it's always Wednesday somewhere. And actually, hey, because it is Wednesday, it's new comic book day. So do we want to talk about what's coming out this week that people can read? Yeah, I'm sure like like this this week just gone was like a small week. So I'm sure this, it was. Ne this next week is going to be fucking massive. Yep, we got Amazing Spider-Man 30, Venom 23, Wolverine 35, <laughs> Avengers 3, <laughs> Ultimate Invasion 2, Night Terrors 2. Yeah, uh, Ultimate Incredible Invasion 2, I'm excited for that. <laughs> Same, Incredible Hulk 2, <laughs> Invincible Iron Man 8, uh, <laughs> Batman Brave and the Bold 3, oh, Hellfire Galas this week, as I mentioned. God damn it. <laughs> so that's the big one from this week. Then we got Night Terrors Detective Comics, Night Terrors Titans, Night Terrors Action Comics, Superman The Last Days of Lex Luthor, which this is a Mark Wade Black Label book that completely slipped my radar. Yeah. Yes, I, I'm very excited for it. Yeah, you'll have to tell me all about this one. I think I'm going to have a big enough week as it is, but that certainly seems like something I would like. Hey, Mark Wade killing freaking Lex Luthor in a Black Label book. <laughs> yep. So there you go, everyone. That's what you got coming out this week or today as you listen to this. Yeah, lo lots of lots of good stuff. Yeah, lots of good stuff coming down the pipeline. We hope you enjoy it. And until next time, everyone, this has been Gabe Joel. I'm Matt. And we will see you all next time. Bye-bye. Yeah.